Combo Nation. What up, what up, what up, everyone? Welcome to episode 187. You heard that right. Episode 187 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Go rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you listen to Combo's Court. Today's show, Mr. Fomer Simpson returns a fantastic conversation with Foamy. Can't wait for you all to hear it. You could find Foamy on Instagram at Mr. Fomer Simpson. That's M-R-F-O-A-M-E-R-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. You know you could find me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Foamy Simpson, welcome back to Combos Court, man. How are you feeling today? <laughs> back in the building, back in the building, man. I'm feeling good, man. No complaints. You know, it's always great having you on. Not only, you know, because we're creating podcasts, but, you know, just to catch up. You know what I mean? Oh, always, man. You know, uh, we go back a pretty long way. For sure, for sure. Um, I wanted to hear your thoughts, and I've, I actually wanted to talk to you about this before I saw the tweet that you had. Um, what are your feelings on uh, J. Cole's NBA push? <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it's funny because you kind of, uh, check in on my tumultuous Twitter career here and there. Um, yeah, but no, but honestly, I didn't even see that tweet and you were one of the first people I thought of about having a podcast conversation about this because I think every Hooper's anybody with like a Hooper's mentality will have a certain view on this. That doesn't mean it's the right view or the wrong view. I just knew what that view would be for somebody mm-hmm. going through the channels of basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think it's crazy. I, you know, I, I think it's crazy because for a similar reason to a rapper jump or, or a basketball player jumping into the music industry, you know, I, if it's not something right, I guess the only thing that I'm all for chasing your dreams, but it's to me, it's a little bit arrogant and a little naive to think that you could jump in at the most elite levels of anything, much less something as competitive as basketball, but jump in at the most elite level when you're 35 and haven't really done it all that much. And I, I like J. Cole as a rapper and a musician a lot. I think he's really dope. And I know that he's hooped, but just because you've hooped doesn't mean that you can play in the league. So, um, and it was funny because I don't know when it was, but they have those, uh, the, those, um, Chris Brickley runs right in New York. Right. Right. And I, I've never participated in them, but some footage started to circulate. I, I want to say maybe pre quarantine and it was J Cole basically knocking down some, some threes, knocking down a couple jump shots. He had a couple behind the backs in transition, you know, uh, and somehow that has been translated into he's dead nice. 
I mean, I would cook him. <laughs> so here's the so so here's cook. the thing. So here's the thing for me. I would say it was it had to be four or five years ago. Um, I hooped against him at Chelsea Pierce. Shout out to everybody at Chelsea Pierce. And what I seen in that video, and he wasn't bad at all. Like the guy could hoop, you know, the guy could hoop. But he looked like he got a lot better in that video. I was like, wow, Cole improved a lot. Like he must have been working on his game. But I, I, I think that he has improved a lot. Yeah. But yeah. NBA. Yeah, that's that's tough. I, thing- I, I, I mean, listen, listen, and this is probably because when I tweeted this on Twitter, and, and again, I'm not taking shots at at J Cole. I think J Cole is dope. I just yeah. don't think he's. I just don't think he's an elite basketball player. So if, if you go back, and not to say that you know, it, you can't be a late bloomer. Although 35 is is a, a really late bloomer, but. Is he 35 so, already? Wow. He's 30, I didn't realize he was that old. You know, it's crazy because I, I think of some of these rappers as like new rappers and young rappers. And man, they're just veterans now. You know, time, yeah. time flies. <laughs> time, time really does fly. You know, but if you go back, right, and I haven't like done crazy research on his career or anything, I, I do know that he was essentially a bench player for his high school team. And, okay. and he it's not like he went to Oak Hill Academy or something. So he was... He was a bench player in high school. He tried to walk on at St. John's. He had no scholarship offers, like not even from a D3. He then tried to walk on at St. John's and didn't make it. So, and that was when he was in his early 20s, right? That was when he was 20 years old. So now at 35, you're with no competitive experience since high school. And the thing that got me was people were sharing that little montage of him hitting those threes as like, oh, this like someone was telling me that he could be a 12th man on an NBA team, bro. He couldn't be a 12th man on a, a division one team. He, 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 he's he's not. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. And, and, and actually, this is a question for you. OK, do you think that he would be an impact player, like like a really impact guy at a Division II school right now? I don't think so because same of his athleticism, which he's not a bad athlete. Like, he could, like, dunk and stuff, I think. But, you know, the strength, the, the lateral quickness, the I'm not sure if he could. I, when I played against him that time, and I'm sure he got a lot better since then, I would say he could play – at the D3 level. That's that that's exactly where I'm at with it. I, I think I don't think that he would be a dominant player at the D3 level. I think that he's a skilled basketball player, but let's be honest, at this point, especially as a 35-year-old, it, he, he's it's like a rec league player. So yes. I mean he's like he's like I, I think, yeah, I, I think he could drop 20 in a rec league if he got hot, you know, like it's but there's so much more to basketball and you know this cause you've played at a very high level, but there, there's so much more to basketball than being able to knock down an open three, especially when it's soft cupcake defense, you know, where it's like, yeah, it, it's that's, I mean, I mean, I, I could get on any court in the world right now. And if, if I was left open, I, I would hit 40% of my threes. I, I mean, I would hit, you know, high 30. Right, definitely. It, you, if, yeah. if I'm left wide open, it doesn't matter who's on the court. It doesn't matter if it's LeBron and Harden. Now, if 
if if that level of player now if LeBron is trying to actually guard me, I, I'm I'm going to be in trouble. So it's if I have to then turn around on the other side and guard LeBron and, and not even LeBron, you know, something that people don't realize and not enough people realize. And I'm sorry if I'm if I'm talking about this for too long, but no, 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 no. People Feel don't free. realize that there's I feel like on social media, on Twitter, basketball, Twitter, you, you have two schools of thought. It's either, oh, J. Cole can play in the NBA and, and those guys are not that good and he could be a 12th man. Or it's they're so good. It, it, they if, if you've ever seen the, the, the last man on an NBA bench is will score a hundred in a sub and, and, and neither of those things are true. What, what, 100%. What's true is that may be true of, of like the superstars, like those guys really are that good. But uh, a, a dude who I hooped with recently and trained with a little bit is a guy named Mike Frazier. He's on the Rockets right now. He doesn't get a, He doesn't get a ton of time. He played at the University of Florida. And I don't know where he is on their depth chart, but he's definitely lower on the depth chart as far as minutes go. And he is an absolute bucket, an absolute bucket. And most people, most casual fans of the NBA don't even know who he is. And I'm just using him because I know him personally and I've played with and against him personally. But those guys are really, really good really good yeah that's the crazy thing it's hardest to get in the league as an absolute bucket like that's the hardest way to go because like if you're like a right. six eight three and right. D guy you don't even need a crazy handle you play smart you're a little athletic you can shoot the three there's so many spots for those guys when you're like a straight bucket who likes to have the ball in their hands that's when it's really tough to get in the league. really you know? really tough and and people don't realize how good some of these guys are and, and and really all of these guys are now are they superman no they're not but they are really really good at basketball and in most cases these are people who have been playing basketball for their entire lives at very elite levels respectively where you know whether it was you know middle school or or high school and AAU teams like most of these guys have been playing not saying they're all high school All-Americans, but they've been playing high-level basketball at whatever level they've been at for their entire lives. And so it's you're not just going to jump into that and be like, hey, you know what? It's time. So I'm not mad at the, um, I, I guess, the, the dream chasing, and I'm not mad at the publicity of it, and I'm not really mad at any of that, but it's, it, it's just not going to yeah, and I think, you know, me and you are guys who chase dreams. So, you know, we're with that Absolutely. all the way. Um, and I saw his Instagram, and I'm thinking that I'd like to go inside his mind and see if this might just be a sneaker rollout. To, to me, it kind of feels that way. We actually did. Um, we worked with Puma on kind of the unveiling of his sneaker. It's, it's, a, it's actually a really good basketball sneaker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it's, it's Puma's doing like some really good stuff as far as um, their hoops category and and with the signature athletes that they've signed and you know teaming up with a guy like J Cole is brilliant and and I think that it is more of a publicity thing because J Cole's a smart dude and he's played 
he's yeah. played enough basketball to know what it is. I, you know, he, he knows where, where he's at with it. And he just seems like a really humble and smart guy for, so, for sure. For sure. Know. And always connected to the people. And he just seems like a good dude. So I, 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 I yeah, definitely, I, definitely I, I think that it is a little bit of a, a, of a sneaker publicity thing, but I'm not mad at it. Yeah, definitely. All the luck to him. Uh, Man, the bubble's back. Follow me. The bubble is I back. Know. Well, the bubble never even got here. I guess the bubble yeah. started is a better way to yeah. phrase it. But the presentation, like, honestly, I think I enjoy some of these games more than some of the games I've seen with fans. Like, the camera angles, the intimacy, just seeing seeing some of the players that might not have got that shine before getting an opportunity yep. Man, it's been really cool. I wouldn't mind watching basketball like this all the time. To Me too, honestly. I mean, you know, we've had little stuff, right? Like um, different stuff in, in Utah and, and more recently, but it, it, it happens everywhere. Fans can basically be really obnoxious, really yes. entitled. Like what people don't understand is like athletes, or, like that's their job. That's their profession. That's what they get a paycheck for. But they're 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 human beings so it's like it it almost feels like a lot of fans think that if you pay the price of admission you can you can say whatever you want you can you can tell a guy you can talk about his mother you you can say whatever you want to say and it's fair game because you paid fifty dollars for the ticket and so that's something that's kind of always irritated me but another thing and i was just speaking to my brother about this on our podcast and that is all the cameras under like along the baseline it's quite frankly it's dangerous now i I can't think of a guy who's ended his career by landing on a cameraman but there have been plenty of guys well paul well paul paul george the stanchion that was too close absolutely you know what exactly yeah Yeah. i didn't even think of that but you're absolutely right so uh, for me there's some stuff like that that i think is honestly better without but to your point there's something about the intimacy of it now that takes me back personally as a basketball player kind of to the essence of what basketball really is and it's like it feels a little more pure for lack of a better way to explain it so i'm uh i've been really excited about it i'm just glad to have basketball back but i think that they have done an incredible job with the whole bubble thing do you think it'll be tougher for a casual fan to watch this when uh, I think to some degree, probably yes, it's not. Um, yeah. yeah, because I, I think when you are a basketball player, and, and that, that doesn't mean you played in college or here or there, whatever. If you're a basketball player, if you love the game, if you hoop, whether that was at the professional level or whether that's at your local boys and girls club or YMCA, if you love the game, I think you're going to love this style because it's it's basketball. There's no glamour and glitch. You get some really close up angles where they do one angle where it almost feels like you're on the court. Now you can't see as much. So I'm glad they don't do the whole game that way because you can't kind of see everything that's going on, but you really feel like you're in the game, you know, like we're the EA sports. It's like, you feel like you're on the court. And so I I think that it's, it's, it's a really good look. If you love basketball. Foamy, you're a great shooter. You're still a great shooter. uh, When you get on the court, my thing is, is that, before this bubble experience, I knew there would be some rust, but I think the greatest shooting performances I've ever seen were in empty gyms. We're in small gyms. You know, Absolutely. I think it's a little bit tougher with, with the depth perception. Was that something that you thought about 
before this bubble and what are you seeing from it? I know, I mean, I don't know if you're looking at the analytics, but, you know, from what you're seeing, I mean, Gary Trent is shooting, I think, in the 60s from three-point I mean, yeah. range. I don't know if anybody could do that, even though it's a small sample size in a, you know, in an arena. Yeah. I've always thought that shooting percentages will go up. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned that. It's not something that I actually thought about for even one second, but it's a really good point. I've had my best shooting performances in small gyms like that, you know, where there's not, and, and right. people don't realize, like I can remember in high school, um, we hooped in Madison square garden and I was like probably right. 14 years old at the time. I was like a sophomore, you know, and it, it, it does. It's really kind of, it, it throws you off a little bit to be in those arenas. Now these guys play and practice in those arenas so much that, that listen they can shoot it no matter what gym they're in but that is an interesting point I, I would have to look at the numbers I know there are guys like Gary Trent who are you know shooting the air out of the ball right now but then you also look at the Lakers who can't who can't make a jump shot so I think that'll change with the Lakers yeah I think this is I think their playoff run is going to look totally different than they look you, right you now. would think so I, I mean losing Avery Bradley and Rondo, although might not seem like you're like Avery Bradley, Rondo, like Rondo's washed, but it's. He's not actually, he played pretty well. He did play pretty well. And Avery Bradley has clamps. So it's, and, and he can knock down a three to say that. And he can knock down the open three. So it's losing them has been pretty bad. And it's such a small sample size. What if they played three games now, but, you know, three or four games, but they definitely have not looked good. They have not looked good. I heard you like the Clippers over the Lakers. I, 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 I'm more of a fan of LeBron than anyone on the Clippers. So I'll be rooting for the Lakers, but I think that the Clippers have the deepest, most talented team. Yes. I, I, and and I think that goes for the entire NBA and that second unit, like if you if you really watch basketball, not just highlights, not just a little bit here and there, but if you really watch basketball, that second unit is so important, man. It it, it really is. Like like what? Yeah, when LeBron and AD are on the court and they're turned up, of course they're going to be able to play with anyone. But man, when when you you know have that second tier of guys come in, and the Clippers is still rolling out. Lou Will and Montrez and 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 some of these other guys, it's like man, it's tough. Next thing you know, it's a ten point game. So, I think that their depth and their, quite frankly, a much better shooting team than the Lakers. I mean, Paul George shoots forty one percent from three. Kawhi's got to be up around 38 percent. Beverly and Lou Williams are both. right around 40% guys, I believe. So there's, and and on the Lakers, like who's their best three-point shooter? Like Caldwell Pope? Like, I I, I don't know. Danny, Danny Green and Caldwell Pope probably. And and I saw uh, Caldwell Pope take a shot to the ribs and I was really concerned because they need him. They need Kuzma. They need Danny to be knocking down threes and spacing the floor. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean. And now that they're down the other two, they're even shallower than they already were. So, I think that they have the star power to do it, but they'll have to play a lot better than they've been playing. And and when I say they, I mean Braun and, and AD. Yeah, my two things are is that Doc Rivers has some decisions to make 
So if he does really well with that, it will be tough on the Lakers. And my other thing is, is that if AD is aggressive, I don't think the Clippers have any answers for that. And on top of that, I think the Lakers have the best player in the world. Am I holding on to something from the past, Comey? I don't know. Ah. Do they have the best player in the world? I think he is. I still think he is. It's not looking so right now, but I think playoff LeBron is a real thing. Still think that he is, yes. I, I think we might be holding on just a little bit in, in some regards. Like, I think you know what's you know what's you know what's interesting, Foamy? When I do the polls, I noticed that, and I might be wrong, but I think I noticed that the younger fan they often go Clippers and then the older guys will often go Lakers. Yeah, yeah. And, and, so that, that made me think that, are we holding on to something? You know what I mean? You know, it, it, it's, I, I still think that LeBron, right. I, I'm just going to cite a few things here. So number one, there's nobody in the league who has the feel and awareness of where his teammates are offensively the way that he does. Uh, You know, maybe you could throw a guy like Chris Paul into that discussion, but, but LeBron, because of his size and athleticism is able to do things, creating for other people that no one else in the league is. And and he's leading the league in assists right now. So, and, and then the, the, the second thing I want to mention is when he turns up now, he doesn't do it all game, but when he turns up, I don't know that there's a better defender in the league. Yeah, he underrated defensively, and it wasn't even that bad last year when everybody was going crazy against him. Like, he was easily an above-average defender, even better than that, and it even improved this year. For sure. I I think people got on him because he would take a few plays off and stuff like that defensively. Right. But it's when when they played the Clippers. Right. I mean, in crunch time, he locks up Kawhi. He locks up Paul George. Right. You know, I I, I mean, that's. I, I I don't think that Kawhi would have locked him up that way. I, I think I think Braun would have got a better look, and so um, he's still really really good. Where I no longer think he's as elite. I'm, I'm not saying he's as elite of a defender as maybe he once was, but but where I think the fall off or drop off has been a little bit more is his ability to score at an elite level consistently like he's just he's he's still very athletic all those things he shoots the three i I, i'd have to look at the numbers i'm sure he shoots the three as good or better than he has for most of his career but it's it's he doesn't quite have the blow by separation that he once did and he's not really like a uh, uh, crafty, super silky ball handler it's, kind of guy. It's definitely more bully brawn. It's it's, it's I would definitely say. more bully brawn. So I I still think, but but yes, I think I, I guess that's a long winded way of saying when everyone is at their best, provided everyone is at their best, I, I'm I'm still taking brawn. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you, and that's why I think they will win in, in a close one in the finals versus whoever they play in the East, which man, that's tough for the East is wide open. But I think Braun is the best player in the world when he's all the way in it, you know, and I think he'll get there. And then the AD factor, that's the reason I think uh, they're going to edge the Clippers, man. I think they will. You know, I, I said a preseason that they're going to win a championship. So I got to stick with it for me and I'm going to, I like it. I hope you're right. I want to see it. (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, man, I talked about this a few times on the podcast. Uh, does Roy? Why are people thinking that Roy Jones has no chance against Tyson? No chance? It, Come on. Uh, you know what? I I, I haven't really um, tapped in to the uh, to the boxing community on that one. I I haven't really seen. I you know I I think what it is. I was gonna say I haven't really seen too many um, thoughts on it, but I I think what what it is is just because you know we live in in a day of social media and where's Roy Jones on social media so Tyson right. we've been locked in on and we've seen I mean I'd say it's almost probably was had to be almost a year ago now where when he started basically releasing these training clips and right my guy Tyson curating content out yo here. he you really I mean? is man he's got he's got podcasts <laughs> he's got and right and he looks like a vicious, vicious man. I mean, yes. you know, when you, uh, the last one that he posted a few days ago, I mean, I want, I want no parts. I want no parts at all. I, I wouldn't want to fight him if he was blindfolded. Look like I, 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 I just want, <laughs> I want no parts again, going back to the thing. Listen, that's not, I boxed a little bit growing up. I'm, I'm nowhere near elite. I, I, I want absolutely no parts. I'm not these elite level guys. They're elite for a reason. It's in their blood. They've been doing it their whole life. It's 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 second nature, you know. So it's uh, I guess that's just me taking another J Cole shot. But I, I I'm I got my money on Mike. It's not a shot, Foamy. It's just your thoughts, man. Yeah, it's exactly. It, 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 you know? It's just my thoughts. Yeah. I love J Cole, but it's like yeah, yeah. I, you, for you know sure. What it for is? sure. It's not a shot at him. It, it's it's a shot at at the at the goofies in my Twitter mentions, but. So <laughs> shots fired, shots fired. But um, I'm, I'm, I actually, I think I'm the only one who doesn't want to see Tyson and Roy Jones fight because, and anyone who knows me knows this, but those are my two favorite fighters. So to me, oh wow, yeah, to me, it's kind of like, you know, it would be like why you wouldn't want to, you know, fight your brother in a in, in a boxing match. Like it, it, it's to me, whoever loses, like I wouldn't want either of them to lose badly like i don't want to see especially they're both over 50 like i don't want to it's crazy i don't want to see a bad knockout i don't want to see one of them one of them you know just whole body go limp and you know especially at 50 years old i don't think you can take that same kind of punishment so who who, who are you picking though you going roy jones with it or, or are you iron mike I just want to go. I just want to go with Roy Jones because you know, if I had to bet money on it, I wouldn't go with Roy Jones. But I want to say Roy Jones because nobody's mentioning him like he has a chance. Like, first of all, this guy has stopped boxing about two years ago. Yeah, and Tyson was like fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. And from what I'm hearing, uh, my guy Max Van Auken, who's really tapped into MMA and boxing, says that Roy Jones is. Stays in really good shape. I, I'm I'm sure that he does. I mean, the last I can't even remember the last time I saw him. It probably was a couple of years ago, but he was still cut up like a bag of dope. So I, I I don't even know what the what the weights are for for each dude. Like I don't know what weight class they're gonna fight. That's at. a thing too. That that's what's tough. But you know, Roy Jones took down heavyweights when he was on the lighter side before. And, and yeah, absolutely. Obviously, after they weren't Roy. Tyson. They weren't Tyson. But you know, what I mean? yeah, no, absolutely. He he's fought. I mean, he's had so many fights in so many different weight classes i mean he's i mean the dude is 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 super super elite his career ended kind of badly because you get to a certain point as a boxer where it's just like you can't take the hits anymore and i i think that's where he was at with it but 
it's I'm I'm gonna watch it and and I just hope that it's a good fight and that and that nobody gets hurt. A few more for me before we sure. get out of here. I wanted to shift to Zion. Um, you know, when I was overseas, I had this coach that I would always say to his players, "What is going on with you?" <laughs> and <laughs> okay, and and it's like. Man, I want to see Zion do so well. But then I'm watching a random game, and he's like, his sneaker is falling off. Like, I'm not even talking about. <laughs> I'm not even talking about the busting sneaker. I don't know if you were watching that game, but his sneaker is falling off. There, there's limit restrictions. Um, yesterday he didn't play, but they're saying he's healthy. Um, are you concerned about young Zion? I'm a little concerned, man. I, you know, I love Zion. I think he's. I Me think too. he's such a good dude. Um, I, you know, it's, he's a guy that, you know, you know, again, I say, you know, we live in this world of social media when I think it was the summer between his maybe 10th and 11th grade year in high school, where he started basically going viral on Instagram. And I was like, I, I can we just put this kid in the NBA now? Like he's yes. ready now, like just athletically, like, let's just put him in the NBA now and see what happens. But, and it was crazy because. Because Foamy, when I watched him in high school, what blew me away most about him was he had, like, great vision, too. Like, that guy could play. He, like, it wasn't just the he, dunk. He's, you know? he's got a great feel, a really underrated feel. Yes. The thing that I've yes. been saying about Zion, I, I was laughing about the sneaker coming off. I didn't see that. But I was laughing about that because sometimes you forget, right? You know, you look at him and the dude is, you know, 6'8", 290. And you forget that he's still a kid, you know? And yeah, and, and, and he kind of the way he walk, walks and runs and some of his mannerisms are are very much that of a kid. And so it's kind of it's it's funny. And and he's obviously such an elite basketball player and such an elite physical talent. But I, I what I'm worried about is that his body's not going to hold up. And it's when you are that young. And there's already so many weight issues and joint stuff going on. It's just not a good sign for longevity. And I hate to say that because I love the kid, but it's that's been the biggest thing for me with him and, and, and my biggest concern. And it seems to be an ongoing thing. Like he's obviously already missed a bunch of time. To your point, the limit restrictions, what's happening here? Is he healthy? Is he not help, healthy? You know, he needs the reps. And it yes. just seems like he's it's, – it, it's weird because you'll see a picture of him on Instagram here or there that's being promoted, and it's like the dude looks like a transformer. He's just – I was listening – yo, I was listening to a podcast, and there was like five guys like that this year. Where like they had pictures and they were ripped and then they got to the bubble and they they just didn't look like yeah. that. What's going? What is this Photoshop? I, I mean, What's you know, like like Drake said, you got to hit them angles, man. <laughs> you got to hit them <laughs> angles. So it's um, yeah, it, it's a, definitely been a different story. He he hasn't looked that way. He looks to me, he looks out of shape. He looks a little overweight. And again, when you're talking about going against the best athletes in the world. And, and it's such a – people don't realize how grueling basketball is as a sport. You know, the, yeah. the wear and tear that that we take on our knees and our ankles and our joints, like th 100%. there's stuff as basketball players. I'm just starting to learn more about the body now. I, I wish I knew more earlier, but I'm just starting like 
like you and I, and like, I don't even have to have you here in front of me to know that this is going to be the case. And, and I know you've been up on your green smoothies and yoga stuff, but I, I can almost <laughs> guarantee you that your ankle is so much less flexible than a normal person. When, when I started training with different people and started seeing certain stuff and, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, Ben Patrick, knees over toes guy. Yes. He, he yes. Great. Dude. Really, really good dude. And, and he's changing, changing the game as far as basketball, uh, physical training goes, but it's, he, he talks about the IT bands, you know, uh, on the outside of your leg and how on basketball players is basically like a, a slab of concrete. You know, it's like, you got to roll that. You got to roll that man, out. You got to, we have so much scar tissue that builds up. There's so much pounding on the joints. People think of, oh, you know, football and rugby and hockey. And yeah, those are very overtly rough sports, but man, basketball is, is really physically grueling. And so I, I worry about, his size and weight and overall uh, ability to, to stay in shape. His, his game, I, I have no concerns about, but it, it's, it's the body. As you know, the body is the vehicle. If the body starts to go, you're in trouble. Yeah, man. I still have faith because he's so young, and I hope he has a, a long NBA same, career, same. man. Yeah. Initial thoughts uh, before we get out of here on tips to the Knicks. You know, you're you're the you're the Knicks guy, oh, man. man. You are the Knicks guy. You you wear a Yankee fitted wherever you go, but you are the Knicks yeah, guy. I'm, you know? I'm 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 the <laughs> the resident Knicks expert on the Combo Sport podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's man, I, I I'm I'm kind of in apathy. I'm apathetic when it comes to the Knicks. They've been so bad for so long that it's tough. Like now, I just have players who I enjoy watching and I, yeah. I'm such a fan of basketball. I'm such a fan of basketball. If, if I see a pickup game on the side of the street, well, not now because of COVID, but like I'm pulling over and, and watching like, I'm, yeah, I'm, that's, I just can't get it out of my system. And I, I you know, it's funny for me, even if it's like a, a low level game, I'll start analyzing oh, same. like what, one guy could do what one guy can't do. He can't go right. You know, same, same, bro. Same. And I'm like, Ooh, this kid has a pretty killer left. So it, it, it's right. It's, it's just, we're going to be like that for forever. You know, it's just, it's just, right, it right. So I, I just have players that I enjoy watching now more so than the Knicks um, to, to your really quick shout out to you. And, and I know I've said this publicly before, but Luka Doncic, is 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 my new favorite player to watch and he's he's so good he actually looks like he got a little quicker over the quarantine yes like he seems a little quicker off the bounce he seems the opposite like he seems like he's a little less pudgy and soft than he was before quarantine and he just seems like he has just a little extra burst to blow by no one could stay in front of him like he just yeah. like just walks by everyone. And so and, and he's so talented. I think he had like 40, 20 and 11. The, I, the, the dude is absolutely an incredible basketball player. He's also so young. And you were the one dude that was saying this is the guy. This, this is yeah. the guy. You know, everyone else was on was on this dude or that dude. And you were like, this is the guy. And I didn't see it and let me rephrase that i thought he was going to be good i thought that he would have a long nba career i did not think that he would 
be a superstar like he is now. I just didn't think, and, and I thought that it was because he did not have the athleticism and he, he's completely proven me wrong. So uh, foot in my mouth on that one, you called it uh, uh, tip of the cap to you. And uh, th- th- those are the players that I enjoy watching. As far as the Knicks go, Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Robinson's Instagram quarantine highlights is, is what I'm here for. Uh, oh, crossovers. Yeah, he got the handle now. He might be playing point guard. He, next year, he, right? they, he should, he should <laughs> crossovers, setbacks behind the backs, pulling up in transition from 35. I mean, he is now I, I will say, actually, that's a good sign though. That means he's a hooper. That means he's in the gym. He I, likes that I, stuff. I, I think it's a good I sign. I love, if you go back to my Twitter, I love, the Mitchell Robinson pick when they made that pick he had some I think there was some off-court stuff with him or he he supposedly had a bad attitude whatever whatever and he uh, he had such his skill set and his athleticism is is incredible so I'm uh you know Mitchell Robinson hive all the way and other than that I'm just I'm just not too excited about the team, man. I'm not excited. You know, as long as Dolan is there, I just think he's going to continue continue to mess stuff up. You know, we always get now. I'm sure you saw this on social, right? We always get now. Oh, this is the thing now. A, a big free agent. You know, six months later, oh, they were going to sign with the Knicks. They were going to they were going to yeah. sign with the Knicks. The Kemba was going to sign with the Knicks, and that hurt me because obviously Kemba is from New York City. You know, New York City's finest right there. And yes, and he just yes. couldn't do it, man. He couldn't do it because the organization is an absolute show. So I'm going to just enjoy the NBA and, and enjoy all the teams. Uh, otherwise, I get too stressed, bro. Otherwise, I want to, you know, run through a wall like the damn coyote. You know, like, why are the coyotes? <laughs> you know I mean, like, it's the, 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 that, that, that's what it's like for me. So, um, I'm I'm just enjoying enjoying what we got and now I got a question for you. What's yep. going on with the uh with the draft? Yeah, uh man, it's this is a tough one. This is tough. This is not like, you know, I was super high on Luca. I was super high on Ja. I don't have anybody I'm super high on while people might think it's Anthony Edwards, which I do think he will be the best player in this year's draft. I do have concerns about his feel for the game. Right. But I do like when I picture him with NBA space. I don't see how he can't do well I, if somebody gives him the basketball. I, That's my. I, thing. I agree, and I, I agree on on both things that you said. I think to me this appears to be a really weak draft. Um, you know, there's just, but there's some guys I really I like Tyrese Halliburton. I like his feel for the game, and he just makes everybody around him better. So there's some guys I really like. You I, know? I, I like him too, but you know, do you see him as like an All Star caliber guy? Maybe. All-star caliber because uh, he, he, he has those intangibles in that field that kind of could transcend his athleticism. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's potential. Um, the athleticism is somewhat of an issue. Yeah. But, man, he's really good, and he just knows how to play basketball and just makes everybody around him better. Kind of that effect that only certain people have just to make everybody around them better. Like Luca and Zion have right. it. Like Luca has it for obvious reasons, and Zion has it just his – just him being on the yeah. floor. You know, he makes everybody yeah, better. for sure. And I think I think Tyrese, I, I don't think he'll be at their level, but I think he has that effect where he makes everybody around him better. Who do you really like in the draft? I like Anthony Edwards. I mean, I guess that's kind of like the no-brainer pick. I agree with you on on the feel, you know. He's, um, yeah. 
you know, he, he, he's kind of, maybe it can develop and, and come around a little bit. I mean, he's definitely a, that makes it a soft take now, a soft take, you know, so that means, you know, I'm right either way. So I got, you know, (laughs) oh man, who, 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 who is his NBA comparison? Donovan Mitchell? Who, who, who's, that's a great question because I have one that nobody else said. I've stated it on the podcast. I like Superland Stevenson. Wow. That's a good take. That's yeah. a really, really good take. That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. Um, I, I haven't seen like who the experts are comparing him to. I, I thought of Donovan Mitchell a little bit with his explosiveness and his ability to to shoot and like how he's kind of he's bigger. He's he's bigger, so he might have more potential. You he know, is, it's tougher when you're that size to be a superstar, transcendent, generational player when you're Mitchell size. Yeah, you know? that's true. I, I guess in the sense that you know, big time explosive athletes who can shoot, but they don't really yeah. have like that point guard feel like they don't really have. Like, right. So, but uh, yeah, he'll be really interesting. Uh, I like Halliburton too. And I'm not just trying to copy what you said. I, I got, I didn't watch a ton of college basketball, but I got to see him at Iowa state and he's a big point guard. I like that. I'm always kind of like biased to that, but um, yeah, there, there, there's no one who really jumps out. You know, a, a, another guy I got to put my foot in my mouth on is mellow. And you know, I know a lot of people are hoping he ends up in New York and Lavar called it, huh? LeVar. He could be the first pick if, if he if he might be the first listen, pick. Listen, <laughs> listen. I a few years ago, I, I I went on the record. I went on Twitter, aka the record, and said, I, I don't see there's any way how, how people are projecting this kid as an NBA player. Wow. Well, you know what? You know what, J. Cole, if you're listening, take what I say with a grain of salt, bro. Because I like that. Cole to the league, man. Cole to, Cole the, to league. the league. Throw him on the Knicks, bro. He could be a 12th man on the Knicks. Let's you you know what? Yeah. You know what? Forget about it. He's got the St. John's ties. But um with with LaMelo, if you go back, and I remember people tearing me up for that one, but I, I actually saw him play and, and I thought he stunk. You you know, he 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 now he he was he was really young, and so I like I knew there was room for improvement. But usually, if you catch a dude in tenth grade, you can kind of see like, okay, this this guy's a pro. And I just kind of thought he stunk, and I just didn't, <laughs> you know, he was he he was he was like he's got kind of a, a, a non-traditional looking jump shot. It's it's the low release. He's he's shooting. His shot selection was horrendous. He he was a he was a, a bad athlete at that time. Now he he also was was probably six one, and now he's six eight. He's got a little bounce to him. He's he, yeah. He's become an elite scorer. So uh, Mello, feel feel for the game off the charts. Man. Great feel oh, for it's the game. Crazy. So Mello, listen. If, yeah. If you're listening, um, I'm sorry, bro. I I, I, I <laughs> I'm sorry that I thought you stunk. It, it was a uh, it was a bad take, and you've you know. But that is really one of the things, right? Like. You don't know, and that's why the draft, in hindsight, it's like you look back. At someone the other day on Twitter, uh, I had another debate. It's the only thing I argue about on Twitter. I, yeah, you, you've told me that someone, before. <laughs> someone said, oh, no, no, you know who it was? It was Slam. Slam Magazine said uh, it was a picture of Fred Van Vliet, and it said, I still can't believe how he went undrafted. And I'm thinking in my head, What? 
you can't think how he went undrafted. He went to a he went to a mid major, a really good mid major, but a mid major nonetheless. He averaged twelve points a game as a four year senior. His his senior year, he averaged twelve a game. He can't jump over a phone book, and he's a six foot, not explosive guard. You can't you, you don't know why he didn't get drafted. So hindsight's always twenty twenty. It's, it's bro. always twenty twenty. So you know you look at it, but one of the things is, and now Van Fleet is an absolute dog. And yeah, it's yeah, and he's really I, I love his game now. I love watching him play. He, he's he's a, he's an excellent player, but you don't know who's going to continue to to develop. And even with a guy like Anthony Edwards, is he going to be a top five player in the league, or is he going to be a dude that you never really hear that much about and is out of the league in a handful of years? So it's th- there's been a lot of guys on on kind of both sides of that and it's just it's so hard to predict because a huge part of it is who works on their game who's who, yes. who stays healthy like i like i hate to simplify it to that but well who makes who makes the right adjustments it, too who reads situations it, it, you know exactly it, it, it's exactly that but it is also who and i know you've been around enough nba guys to to know this um i've certainly seen it as well some of these guys go to the league and, and, and they live that celebrity lifestyle with, you know, yeah. uh, money and, and nice cars and women and, and all these things that, that come along with being uh, the status of a pro athlete. And I'm not saying you can't partake in some of those things and also get your work in, but you have to get your work in. Like LeBron is a ridiculous talent. He's probably in the NBA no matter what, but he's who he is because of his dedication to the craft. Okay, well, that's LeBron. That's not, no, some of these other guys, Fred Van Fleet, I, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, take somebody, for example, who went much earlier in that draft. You know, a player I liked out of that draft was a guy named Wade Baldwin out of Vanderbilt, 6'4, 6'5, okay. uh, point guard, athletic. I think he averaged like seven or eight assists a game. Really, really, I can't even remember who drafted him, but a uh, man a really nice player to watch in college and i think he was maybe like the number 15 pick or something like that you know midway through the first round and i don't he's not even in the league anymore and and here's van fleet who went undrafted as a little slow six foot point guard and and he's there i can guarantee you he's worked on his game more i can just guarantee you i you know i'm not that that's no shots at anyone you know live how some guys don't want to dedicate themselves like that some guys are are fine being on the bench or some guys are fine going and having a great career in Europe and, and not having all the stress that comes along with being a go-to guy in the NBA. But it's, it's just, there's no way around it. I can guarantee you the guys who are there, who are elite, who continue to get better are guys that are working on their game more than other people. It's all about priority. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Foamy. Great stuff. You know you're always welcome back on the show, man. I, I appreciate um, you. Let them know. Let, yeah, I appreciate you as well. Let them know where they can find you on social media and everywhere else. Yeah, at Mr. Fomer Simpson on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to argue about basketball, I'm here for it. Um, <laughs> hit, hit, hit me up. Hit me up. We can go toe-to-toe. Uh, and uh, Mr. Fomer Simpson on YouTube. Uh, a lot of sneaker-related content. Some basketball mixed in, but but mainly style stuff as far as sneakers go. And uh, what? Yeah, MrFomerSimpson.com. My brother and I have a clothing line, uh, Uncivilized, and that's the website where we sell all of that stuff. 
And what else? Oh, and I, we got a podcast. It's uh, the Foamy and Buckets. That's F-O-A-M-I-E. Foamy and Buckets unnamed podcast. I, we got to probably put a name on that. I think we got that from Joe Button. We got we to gotta put a name on that podcast. <laughs> but for now, that's what it is. And uh, yeah, holla, holla, holla. And big, th- big things ahead. Ab- big things ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Follow me. You're always welcome back on the show. Talk soon. You know I appreciate you, bro. Thanks, brother. Thank you for listening to Combo's Court. Big shouts to Foamy for joining in. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, go rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button wherever you listen to Combo's Court. Be on the lookout for episode 188. Combo out.